Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. JMR with two of the latest editions of amazing conversations with Mike. John Frank, we just met the other day, right? John Franco? <laughs> yeah, about 24 years ago. <laughs> uh, John, you were part of a book, um, Six Decades of Amazing New York Mets Baseball. How does it, as a lifelong Mets fan, how does it look, you look in the Hall of Fame, John Anthony Franco, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel great. I mean, uh, growing up in uh, Brooklyn and always being a Met fan and uh, living out a dream that uh, hopefully one day I could come and pitch for the team that I rooted for. And uh, the winter of 89, that happened. You know, this book, where you Sports Illustrated put it out, you know, 220 pages reminiscent, you know, you got a big kick out of the old timers again, meeting all the old guys. What was it like to meet the Frank Thomases and the and the Arch Shamskis and the guys you know? To run well, it's, with it's them. great to see you know the old timers. First with you know the Frank Thomas, the guys who were one of the original Mets, right. right? And then I grew up with the '69 team, so meeting I had met Arch Shamsky before, and I had met Cleon Jones right. before, and I had met Tom Seaver and, and Matt Lack. But uh, being on the same field with them and uh, and uh, wearing the same uniform at the same time as them, you just have to kind of like pinch yourself because these are the guys that I used to watch wake, uh, growing up and now I'm part of an old timers day with them. You were what, eight or nine in 69? In 69, I was uh, eight years old when they were. I know, I know you were uh, partial to Tug McGraw. What did you like about Tug? I just liked uh, Tug's uh, enthusiasm. He was just a little a little wacky, right. you know, as a left-handed. And, and so me being left-handed and I was a little wacky, you know, all through, through uh, high school and college. and. Uh, uh, always wore his number in college, and uh, when I had the opportunity here to take his number, uh, I was more than happy to do it. Uh, I met Tug a couple of times when he worked for the Phillies, right. and I uh, was very fortunate enough to have him ride the motorcycle. Does he get his 300 yeah. save? Yeah. Uh, he comes, do you, do you didn't know he was coming in on the no, motorcycle? No, no, I, I thought it was the Knight Rider or something. Yeah. You know, he had the helmet on, and he, he almost, uh, he almost got him. Bit the dust coming out of the bullpen, I know that. But uh, when he took the helmet off, I was very surprised and very happy to see that it was Tug that uh, presented me with the motorcycle that my teammates had bought for me. And another you know, highlight career, being named captain by Bobby Valentine, it was at that time was uh, you know it was uh, Gary Keith, you, um, and then David later on. Right. So that's one of the highlights of your career. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's you know it's very unheard of that a relief pitcher is the captain right. of a baseball team. It's usually like an everyday player. And for my teammates to think that highly of me and Bobby to think that highly of me uh, and just to have the respect of the, my teammates and the organization and whichever way I could have helped, you know, while I was here, you know, four years, five years that I was the captain, uh, more or less, you know, when a guy had a bad outing or a guy had some stuff going on, uh, we used to talk about it and if I could help him out, I would. December 6, 1989, you get a call, I had a really good career starting a career with the Reds. You're traded to the Mets. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what that made you feel like when you got the call? Yeah, it was because all went along. I was reading stuff in the, in the papers that I might be going to the Yankees. Yeah. And I remember getting a phone call from the Cincinnati Reds saying that they wanted to give me a three-year contract. And I said, well, I don't, you know, let me speak to my agent. And let's, you know, and then they said, Lou Pinella, who was the manager at the time, wanted right. to meet you and have lunch with you. And then like three days later, I got a phone call from Cincinnati and said, you've been traded to New York, but they didn't say the Mets, they just said New York. And I said, well, okay. And 
hung up. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to the Yankees. And then 10 minutes later, Joe McElvain called. Then I knew it was the Mets. And I was very, very thrilled, very, very happy. Uh, uh, least to say that there was a little party at my house that night. What do you say to Mets fans? You know, the team in the underdog, you know, the, the lunch pail fan. I mean, how did, what do you say to Mets fans? I guess you was a little bit of a disappointing one. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, patience. I mean, it's very hard. This game's very hard. There's, there's 29 other teams trying for the same thing that we're trying for. Uh, nobody's going to lay down and give it to you. You have to work at it, and you have to uh, come every day prepared. And uh, just, just to try to be patient, uh, now that we have new ownership here, uh, you can see that the organization is moving in the right direction. And uh, hopefully in the near future, not too far, uh, we'll have a championship here. How exciting was the, uh, the Subway Series? The Subway Series was very exciting. Uh, I wish that we didn't have the interleague play yeah. before that. I think it would have been even more exciting. But, uh, you know, in the Subway Series, there was something online, a world championship. And I thought it was great for the city. I thought the Yankee fan, Met fans, the base, they were great uh, all through the city. The uh, support that we got and the support that the Yankees got, uh, it was just great. Uh, the, you know, the electrifying, you know, you walk into the stadiums, Yankee Stadium, Mets yeah. uh, State Stadium, and it was just crazy. It was loud already even before the game started. John, go back to some people in the book, the guys you played with, Alfonso, uh, you know, uh, Al. What was your favorite teammate that you had, or is that hard to say? Well, my favorite teammate is Al Leiter, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we're very good friends. Al's the godfather to my youngest daughter, oh. Ella. And uh, But, uh, you know, all along, I mean, I've been here, I was here for 15 years. I had a lot of close friends. Uh, Jeff Ennis, who, we, who uh, had passed right. away yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, was a good friend. Uh, Dennis Cook, Turk Window, right. uh, Mike Piazza, uh, Robin Ventura, Todd Zeal, who works for SNY now. So, you know, there's so many guys along the way, you can't name all of them, but uh, I've never had an issue with anybody, and I've always got along with all my teammates, and uh, I consider them all uh, close friends and family. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you feel like the 2000 team will win 90 games, go, go zip through the playoffs and lose to a great Yankee dynasty team, five games by five runs, I think they run differential. Do you feel like it's coming up to the 25th anniversary yeah. of the 2000 team? I know, it's, it's gone by so fast. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of uh, people tend to forget about that team. I mean, we were, we were underdogs in every series, yeah. I believe. We, you know, we went and beat the Giants. We, we took care of the Cardinals very easily. And then the Yankees, we, we fought tooth and nail. I mean, uh, that first game could have went either way. But uh, unfortunately, we fell on the short end of the stick. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. You know, SI thought you were the perfect guy to put with all the names. It's going to make you feel proud that all the great names we've had, they wanted to put your name on the cover. You know, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm honored to have that, uh, to be on the cover for SI. And... Uh, 
it's six decades of uh, New York Met baseball, right. the history of the team. And there's a lot of guys in that book that I grew up watching. There's a lot of guys in that book that I played against. And there's a lot of guys who were my teammates. So it's very interesting reading. And uh, it should be, it was very well done. And uh, so be, uh, hopefully the Met fans enjoy it. Can I take a rest for one second? Sure. Uh, you know, you said Tuck McGraw was wacky. You were pretty wacky. <laughs> I just got to tell the clean stuff that I could tell. The Tuck would have proud of himself. One of my probably one of my closest in the game of baseball, but you you always told me uh, that the guys don't like you, they won't screw with you. Well, exactly. That's a work. Exactly. So through the years, I guess it was like a little bit. I just tell some of the cleaner story. <laughs> put a rat in my rat bag. <laughs> put ice cream in my uh, my soup pocket. You know, my eyesight's not the best. So you used to put. I used to leave my binoculars on a, a bench in the locker room. Yeah. You used to put eye black on my on my uh, binoculars. You used to go up to the stand. It used to look like Petey from the Little Rascal. You looked like a little raccoon. Yeah, and huh. and and they had these like. And we used to cut your tie. When coming, you fell yeah, asleep. but you used to replace them in the end. Yeah, well, I gave you better ties. Yeah, give me better ties. <laughs> and the always good thing was I, I used to sleep on a plane. Used to put white on my glasses. I, yeah, we used to do the whiteout or the black sharpie and yes. color your glasses when you'd wake up. You One of my all-time favorite John Franco drugs. You don't really, you, you said you never did it, but I think you did. We're in the Biltmore Hotel in L.A. You want to screw a horse head from the lobby, go up to my room, turn the lights out, uh, put ketchup on my pillows, put the horse head under my bed. <laughs> I walk out and said I had a dead freaking horse from Animal House in my bed. Uh, I don't know how it got there. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I think I, they gave you the wrong room. I, I don't know was, how it got there. There was a previous person that the was in that room. Well, you stole my keys, too. <laughs> but no. he used to tell me, I, I, it was, you know what? You told me, you taught me really how to get along, that, and I never, you know, the stuff that goes on in the locker room stays away. But I did get back at you one time. Yes, you did. One time, one time, on your birthday. And you can't say that right I now. Can't say, <laughs> I can't say it. I, let me say it's a nice way. It was Bobby Wine's birthday too? We were coaching. Dallas right. Green was the manager. Right, Fred right, came right. in to dance for everybody. It was yeah. a, it was a bonding experience. It team. was a very bonding experience. Yeah. I, I was kind of shocked that I, I, you know, it took me three or four days to get over it. You know, Johnny. One thing that's not in the book. You know, your stats and all your stats great. With what's your level of, of, of commitment to the community? You know, fourteen years at Santa Claus. You know what you what we did. You especially for nine eleven. I mean, the stats are good, you know, having, you know, sometimes there's more stuff than just world champions, right? Yeah, I think just being born and raised here and playing here and giving back to the community, uh, whichever way I could, you know, during the season, you try to pick and choose the ones that are important. And then the the offseason. I remember the the Rango bowling, the bowling yeah, tournaments yeah. he did. Well, that was the, uh, during the off-season. Yeah. We raised money for the March of Dimes. We yeah. did like $2 million. Yeah, great guys. had beat the Bonds and uh, yeah. Bobby Bowling. Yeah, we had a quite a, it was good, good fundraiser. But I think it's important for a player, whether he's from New York or from another city right. and playing in New York, to give back to the community, to reach out uh, and help out any way you can, whether it's in the, uh, you know, go to school and read books or go to a, a gym and help uh you know, show kids some batting or just go to a dinner and uh, and, uh, and be supportive and, and represent the organization. But you had a lot of stuff from your dad who was a sanitation worker. Remember the orange shirt mm-hmm. you used to wear it all the time? He was a Mets fan, right? He, yeah, well, my father was, was a Dodger fan, too. He was Brooklyn a Dodger, Dodger fan, right. and then once the Dodgers went right. over to and he, LA. And your late brother Jimmy was a close yes, friend to me. Yes, yes. He was a Mets fan. Yeah, my so. brother was a bigger fan than you could imagine. Like, one, of the, one of the stories I always tell is my first year with the Mets was... Uh, I remember we were playing the Houston Astros, 
and we had bases loaded and two outs and two strikes on a, a batter and uh, Doug Harvey called a balk on me. Really? And the run came in and I was arguing with Doug and I was arguing, arguing. And I looked over Doug's shoulder and there was my brother Jimmy on the fence yelling at Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the bottom of the inning is when Kevin McReynolds came up and hit a two run homer and we wound up winning by yeah. one run. But I always remember that. Uh, that was one of my first experiences here. You, you know, I remember about me, I think it was before the trade, it must have been in 80, early 80s. When Darrell Strawberry hit like a 900-foot home run off you. Why well, do you have to say 900? No, I just it wanted was, to. It was 400, <laughs> 408 feet. 408 feet. <laughs> that's a true friend. That's yeah, a friend. Yeah, that's yeah, a friend right there. Yeah, yeah. How, how bad was the tickets for you coming home? Was that, was that tough? Well, back then it wasn't too bad because we were allowed, you know, yeah. six tickets. Yeah. Uh, we were allowed four family and two friends. But when you would come into a city... Yeah. I would go up to you yeah. and say, Jay, are you using your tickets today? And you'd say, no. So I'd say, okay, could I use your tickets? And when we go to your city, yeah. you could use my ticket. So it was probably about 85 to 90 tickets a game. Thank yeah. God we only came here three times a year. I, I, I'm fine. And I let, I let my dad and my wife handle all yeah. the tickets and stuff like that. You still come to the games a lot. You're still yeah. a big fan. I yeah. Mean, I come to the games. You, uh, I still you know, do some a little work with the Oaks. Yeah. Obviously, the alumni stuff with you. Right. And, and you went with Buck. Buck. Buck appreciates alumni. He, yeah. he went to guys here. Yeah, and, I went to spring training for five or six days, got to know some of the guys and watch some of the young talent, some of the pitches throw uh, and watch some of the games and just uh, listening to Buck and his coaching staff and how the game has changed from back when yeah. I played to all the, the data and all the uh, information that yeah. they give out to all the players. So it's kind of interesting to sit around and listen to it. But... Uh, the game is still played on the field. You got to hit, pitch, run, and catch the ball. Right. Catch, catch, catch up with you. It's a great friend. book. My Six friend. decades of amazing Mets baseball. John Frank, I want Thanks, to call Thanks, It's always good to see you, man. Oh, my man. My, all right, John. You're going to be a Jet fan soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs>